Hey Baz, I know you enjoy the musical stylings of John Williams, but have you ever wished the Star Wars score was a little more metal? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> well, you're in luck. because what? this. <laughs> This week, we're talking to Galactic Empire. They've recorded two albums worth of Star Wars metal covers, and now they're on their way to Australia. McAllister. And welcome to Force Material, the show that's all about the secrets and source material of Star Wars. Just a mini-sode for you this week, guys. Uh, I had a chance to have a chat with Chris Kelly, also known as Dark Vader, uh, legally distinct from Darth Vader, <laughs> uh, about Galactic Empire's Australian tour. Have you ever heard of these guys, Baz? Yeah, those are the guys that destroyed the rebel base. band Galactic Empire uh, plays metal versions of the iconic Star Wars themes. I mean, how, how much of a challenge is it to adapt the music of John Williams for a metal band? Um, surprisingly not as hard as, as people might think. I mean, I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of overlap, um, not necessarily in structure, but um, just in dynamics and mood and uh, you know, certain rhythm, uh, like rhythmic tendencies, um, a lot of overlap between classical music and metal to begin with. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of like Scandinavian metal has, you know, been, you know, very, uh, sort of neoclassically influenced and things like that. So, um, and I mean, the other thing is that a lot of the star Wars music is, uh, you know, very sort of dark in nature and has a, a very heavy mood to it at times. So, um, you know, we, didn't really have to adapt much of anything. I mean, we, we separated, uh, well, I shouldn't say we, our drummers separated the sections of the orchestra and, uh, you know, it was pretty easy to sort of figure out what was going to be the, you know, the rhythm guitar part and what was going to be the lead guitar part. And then, um, he just wrote his drums to match it, you know? So, um, so it's not, uh, it's not quite, I mean, it's a, it's a big undertaking in terms of just the, the sheer volume of parts being played and having to make sure that they're all represented properly. But in, mm-hmm. in terms of having to, in, in terms of having to structure the songs, I mean, it, it was all pretty straightforward. You know, when it's loud, it's a heavy part. When it's quiet, it's a clean part, you know? So um, it, it, the, the roadmap was already kind of there for us. So it's a, like I said, it's easier than I think a lot of people might uh, might think it is. Yeah, and when you guys are on stage, you dress as villains who uh, who look a lot like, but are legally distinct from uh, Darth Vader and, <laughs> and Kylo Ren and and, and the like. Yeah. Uh, is it you know is it more fun to be bad? Like, do you find yourself relating more to the Empire than the than the Rebels? 
Well, I mean, we all came from a metal background, so it made sense to make it a metal band. I mean, and I also don't, I don't even necessarily think we, we try to like, okay, let's do metal. I think that's just kind of what naturally comes out of all of us. So, Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, that was just kind of an easy thing. And when you're doing metal, you know, that's the, the sort of the dark side is kind of implied in a lot of that. And also, you know, when we do the music videos, we wear the movie accurate costumes because we don't, we don't monetize any of them. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, in order to get the right amount of attention on the video, which I mean, we never, we never imagined that the first video would get the amount of attention that it did, but we figured if we're going to get any attention on this, it's going to be way easier to have iconic recognizable characters when there are masks involved, right? Because anybody can put on a Darth Vader costume and become Darth Vader. Not everybody can put on a vest and become Han Solo, you know? So, um, it was just kind of a no brainer at that point. You know, the, the, the masks and the helmets are, are more iconic imagery than, you know, Mark Hamill's face, I think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and the, the tracks on your first album were also taken from mostly from the original trilogy, a couple of tracks from the prequels. Uh, and I love that on your second album, you included tracks from the sequel trilogy. How do you think the music of the sequel trilogy compares to the earlier films? I mean, I think that the, 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 the original themes, you know, the, the new stuff, um, you know, Ray's theme and um, Kylo's theme and everything like that, I think that that is just as powerful and, uh, you know, just as strong as anything that John Williams has done prior. That mm. being said, I mean, everyone's had... I mean, what is it, 40 years now <laughs> to, to marinate yeah. in the original soundtrack? Exactly. So I don't, I don't know that it'll ever reach the same iconic status as the original stuff. But, um, and, and it's also worth mentioning that when you have something as iconic as Star Wars, you got to bring back melodic themes a lot, especially mm. when you're rebooting something. So a lot of the soundtrack on the newer movies... Um, is just sort of recycling uh, older themes for yeah. re- for relevant sections. You know, if if Ray summons a certain amount of power, the Force theme comes in in some way. If they're in a you know X-wing battle, Tie Fighter attack comes on. You know what I mean? So um, the yeah. uh, the the usual themes are are sort of scattered throughout. So it there isn't as much. Um, there isn't as much like new fresh material as there was back in the day, but I think when there is new material, it's you know it's just as it's just as exciting and uh, just as easily adaptable to to what we do. So do you think do you think the films you know obviously uh, you know this episode nine coming out soon it's the last uh, you know the last of the the Skywalker saga uh, could be the last John Williams Star Wars score for all anybody knows. Did you ever see the, the movies moving beyond symphonic scores? I mean, could, you know, do you think one day we'd ever see a Star Wars film, you know, with a metal soundtrack or a synth-heavy score or, or anything like that? I don't think so, and I I think I could be wrong, but I'm fairly certain it's been confirmed that John Williams is is done after Episode Nine. I think he's just kind of burnt out on it. But uh, yeah, but um, I don't think that they'll ever move on 
I mean, you know, maybe there might be certain bits incorporated, you know, if there's a specific, you know, if they're in some kind of club or something, uh, you know, like something you would have seen in the prequels or, you know, even the cantina that if it's more modernized that maybe they would bring in some electronic stuff. But I think I, I'm 99% certain that they'd probably stick with the same type of vibe. Um mm. Just because that's just because that's what it's known for, you know, and and I think I think they um, I think they might try to take some some creative liberties when it comes to uh, like whatever happens after the Star Wars after the the Skywalker saga or anything like uh, you know like a Rogue One or something like that, um, uh, something that's sort of outside of whatever main trilogy or main storyline is being focused on that might be where they decide to uh, to sort of branch out a little bit. But as far as the, the core of the uh, general, you know, soundtracks are concerned, I, I, I would think they're probably going to stick with the same kind of feel. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of, you know, as just a fan, what, what do you, what do you think of kind of Disney's stewardship of the films in general, like this sort of era of, of Star Wars? I, I think that's pretty hard to pin down. I don't know. I mean, I like. I think it's all. I think it's all fairly cohesive. I don't. I don't think there's there's too like. I, I'm not. I'm not one of the people that that thinks that there's too much uh, too much disconnect or too much difference between the films. Like, I mean, I mm-hmm. I grew up. I grew up on the prequels. You know, so like like I don't really enjoy them too much now. I don't think they aged very well. But like the people who were like, oh, you know, they, like, totally ruined everything with that. I mean, it, it, it didn't bother me when I was a kid, you know? <laughs> it didn't. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't know. I mean, because this, this is a Star Wars podcast, so let's uh, just now last couple of minutes here, get into some, you know, some predictions and that, that kind of thing. I mean, what, what, do you, what do you want out of The Rise of Skywalker? Like, what, is there anything in particular that you think sort of has to happen in order for you to, you know, to love the movie, or, or do, you, do you see the story going any particular way? Um, I don't know. I mean, I uh, I've gotten to be totally honest, I've gotten pretty burnt out on on this on the the saga itself, and and not by any fault of the films themselves. Um, it's it's really the, a lot of the fan base actually. I mean, when Last Jedi came out, uh, you know, all of the debate of whether it was the greatest thing you've ever seen or the worst thing you've ever seen. I'm like, Oh my God, who cares? Like it was a star Wars movie. <laughs> just like, just, just watch it. Enjoy it. Don't, I don't care. Like, and no, no, you know, neither does anybody else. But uh, I mean, I, I don't really know what to expect out of the movie um, simply because like, I mean, things left pretty open ended after the last Jedi in certain areas. Like you didn't, you didn't really know what's next for Ray. You didn't really know what's next for Kylo, aside from the fact that I bet they're going to see each other again, you know? And, uh, um, I mean, Luke is gone, but his voice is in the new trailer. You got the Palpatine laugh at the end of the new trailer, which I think will be sort of weird if he just shows up again. Um, mm. but that seems to be, that seems to be the direction that everyone feels that it's heading in. All I hope all I hope from the new movie is is just that they find a way to send off the saga in like a uh, a respectable manner, and that if they do 
sort of bring back anything from the old trilogies in sort of a fan service way that it's not so blatantly like that it's not so blatantly fan service, you know, like just people love Palpatine. So here he is. And it might not make much sense. <laughs> you know, like I, I, I just like, if Palpatine's there, I just want a good explanation. <laughs> like I don't have, I don't have super high expectations for it. I'm going to enjoy it when I watch it regardless. My, I mean, my, uh, like I said, I grew up on the prequels. So my bar for a bad movie like it's hard it's hard to be a movie where i'm like that was awful you know there's only like a handful of movies i've seen in my life where i've thought that so um you know i don't have i don't have high expectations i don't have low expectations i'm just going to go see a star wars movie and enjoy it for what it is yeah exactly there's um after the most recent trailer this week there's a lot of people talking about uh you know hashtag bendemption or rendemption or whatever whatever you want to call it will do you, think, do you think Kylo Ren will be redeemed by the end of this story? It, logically, to me, either he finds his redemption or he dies. Like, I, yeah. I feel like there's not really another... Because they can't end the Skywalker saga with Ben Solo still being alive. Or, like, not not still being alive, but, like, but Kylo Ren still being who he is. And it's just like, okay, he's going to go be Kylo more <laughs> like, that's, like we're just not going to see we're not going to see anything beyond that like so there has to be either a drastic shift in character to where he is no longer uh like a threat to anyone or he is going to be a threat that's neutralized you know so um yeah. but I'm not sure I, I'm not sure I have a, a a strong prediction on which direction it'll go yeah, and in terms of uh, Ray, I mean, a lot of a lot of people are talking about, you know, like in the last movie, she says like nobody, a parent for nobody. Are you happy with that, or would you do you, do you have any crazy theories about who Ray could turn out to be? I was actually happy with that because I like I, I would have been a little bit annoyed if it was like, oh, she's Obi Wan's daughter, because then you have to go and figure out like, but he's not supposed to have kids, and then you're like, it would just be a whole other thing for the, yeah. the fan base lose their shit about you know so like i was happy that they were just like no they're nobody they don't matter that's it you know it's like okay cool yeah. end of story move on now go that was chris kelly also known as dark vader from legally Galactic, distinct but legally from distinct dark from vader. darth vader uh now if you if you're curious about this star wars metal experience they're playing uh, a whole bunch of shows in australia so they're playing uh friday november one at supernova in adelaide uh saturday november three 
at 170 Russell in Melbourne, uh, Tuesday, November 5 at the basement in Canberra, Thursday, November 7 at the factory in Sydney, Friday, November 8 at Supernova in Brisbane mm. uh, on our home turf, and Sunday, November 10 at the Coolangatta Hotel on the Gold Coast. Go to tickets.destroyalllines.com. In the meantime, you can follow us at Force Material on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm Ron Williams. I'm Buzz McAllister. And you've just taken your first step into a larger world.